couple of weeks ago, we started a prayer series, and the title of that message was, The Battle is the Lord's. And if you was unable to be here, I'd encourage you to get, pick up that CD as you leave, because the battle really is the Lord's. That's why you need that CD, and you need those biblical truths in, inside of you. And what we did, we looked in 2 Chronicles 20, and a man named Jehoshaphat became king. And in, when he became king, he made everything in the kingdom about God. He told the judges and all the people, all the officials that were in charge to do things that are right in the sight of God. Jehoshaphat, he drove out the foreign pagans, and he got rid of a, of a, a common place that's what they would go and worship pagan gods. He got rid of all of that stuff and brought the focus back to God. And then there came a day that there was three armies coming together to defeat Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat went to God and he prayed and he asked God to to watch over him and protect him and to be with them in battle. Well, a long story short, and, I, and I'll touch on this again later on in the series. Long story short, Jehoshaphat's army never had to draw a sword, and yet all three armies were defeated. Now, wouldn't you like to know how to have that victory in your life? Amen. Well... That's another aspect of the prayers, this prayer series that we're going to be in the next few weeks. But I encourage you, the the name of the the title is, uh, The Battle is the Lord. So I encourage you to pick one of those up. If you wasn't here, pick one of them up, listen to it. Today we're going to talk about a reason to pray. Say that with me, a reason to pray. Do we have a reason to pray? Do we? Is there... A reason in this country to, to pray? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, do we have that scripture? It tells us to never stop praying. Never. So because of that scripture, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to pray. Are you ready? Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you. And Father, even though, Father, we have fun and we rejoice in you, we don't take your presence lightly. We are humbled by your presence, and we love you, and we worship you. And Father, I just pray, Father, Father, the words that you have given me to speak, I will speak them with boldness and with clarity, and I pray for every heart and every mind to be open toward you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about three very important reasons that we should pray. Three very important reasons. One of them... We talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's because God tells us, he wants us to communicate with him. We are his children. He is our heavenly father. So he wants us to communicate. I mentioned a few weeks ago, just like every good relationship, every healthy relationship that you have, it will be based around good communication, whether it's your marriage or with your children. But the three things I want to talk to you this morning about is praying for our country, 
praying for our family. And the third reason we should pray is because God tells us to, and Jesus is our example, right? Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the main example. If we ever have any doubts about what we should be doing, what God's opinion is, or what God's view is, Pastor Mark would always say, read the red. And if we will just read the red in the Bible, the words of Jesus, it will bring much clarity to our lives. Is that not right? It is. I hope there's some first-time guests here so you will say a few amens. Mark Miller, I might have to give you a mic, and then, and then when you say amen, why? But let's start, let's start with, with why we should pray, all right? Why we should pray. It's not hard to look around this country and look around the world that we need prayer. It's not hard to see that. When we have a president, and yes, I did say president, that will light up the White House with a rainbow of colors in support of gay marriage, but he will not light up the White House with blue to support fallen policemen murdered in Dallas, Texas, that's a reason to pray. When one of America's largest retailers, Target, when they went to the Target stores, when they opened up their women's restrooms, the restrooms that my wives and my daughters could possibly be in, and say that it's okay for men, for transgenders, for perverts, for pedophiles, whatever the case may be, when they say it's okay for them to enter the restroom that my daughter and wife's in, what, well, that's a good reason to pray, isn't it? It's a good reason to pray. Amen. Now, you just can't clap at all these. Everybody will think we got one of them signs up there on the... Like, like they do with them sitcoms and stuff. When our children are bombarded with non-biblical teaching time and time and time again, and they can't pray in school, they can't take their Bibles to school, it's, that's a good reason to pray. When ISIS and other terrorist groups have no fear for America whatsoever, it's time to pray. When the president of the United States, some of you don't like this, like this message. When the president of the United States, through executive order, commissions a pastor that has gone astray, and he commissions this pastor $7 million to rewrite the Bible to where it includes non-gender. That's a good reason to pray. And that's happened. That's happened. I would tell you the name of the pastor, and you just might recognize it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give him the advertisement. 
So I don't know how it will be. I don't know if, if God, of course you know, God will be neutral, gender neutral. And Jesus, I don't know if she'll be a girl or what when they get done with this Bible. But what they really need to do is read in Revelations what the Scripture says will happen to someone that adds to or takes away from the Word of God. Yeah. When experts say that China's aggression in the South China Sea, and they say that Russia's aggression is far more dangerous to this country than terrorists is, that's a good reason to pray. We was watching TV the other night, just a couple of nights ago, and they had two experts on there. And here was a question. Listen to this. This was a question. The question was, are we in a world war? Two experts said, yes, we are in a world war. That's a good reason to pray. Amen. You know, all through Scripture, all through history, the people of God have called out to God And all through history and all through the Bible, God has heard their prayers and answered their prayers. That's a good reason to pray. Well, what about our family? What about them? That's a good reason to pray. You think God hears your your prayers? Absolutely. In Genesis 18... We see the story of Abraham and how God, or Abraham went to God in prayer. And he prayed for the city of Sodom. And he, and he went to God and he asked, if there's 50, if there's 50, would you save Sodom? And God heard his prayer and he answered favorably in Abraham's request. He said, no. I will not. Abraham, what if there's 45? God said, no, I will not destroy that city if there's 45. Abraham Ham said, how about 40? God said, no, I will not destroy that city if there's 40. Abraham, what about 30? God said, no, I will not. What about 20? God said, no, I will not. What about 10? God said, no, I will not. Every time Abraham went to God concerning his relatives in that town, God said, I will not destroy them because you came to me and prayed to me. That's a good reason to pray for your family. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. What's that? 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Don't ever give up. Mamas, dads. Grandmas, grandpas, don't ever stop praying for your young ones. And let me tell you, let me give you a secret. If everything's perfect in their life and they're doing so bad, pray for their future. Pray for their spouse. Pray for their education. Pray for the friends around them. Ask God to prepare the path that is set before them. I'm telling you this morning... That if our country isn't a good reason to pray, and our family is not a good enough reason to get us to pray, there's even a better reason. And that's because God commands us to pray. He tells us to never stop praying. Apostle Paul 
1 Thessalonians 5.17, Apostle Paul told the church at Thessalonica, never stop praying. That could just easily be the church at Orgeville. He's telling us, never stop praying. In 1 Thessalonians 3.10, Apostle Paul says, night and day we must earnestly pray for you. Night and day, just think of the, think of the impact of that. Think about what he meant. Did he mean 24-7? I don't think so. Did he mean living a life that honored and worshiped God? Yes, I think that's it. And then, so many times a day, humble ourselves before God and pray. Let me just tell you, you know, if you lock yourself in a prayer closet 24-7, you'll lose your job. (laughs) All right? Just so we're clear on that. Don't do that. Don't tell them, Pastor Rob. Well, Pastor Rob told me. Your boss isn't going to care what Pastor Rob says. Apostle Paul told the church in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, he says, so we just keep on praying for you. Whether they're doing good, whether they're doing right, or whether they're doing wrong, we're just keep on praying for them. And that's what we got to do with our family. That's what we have to do with our country. We just got to keep on praying, but we must keep on praying. That's a good reason to pray, right there, because God instructs us to. I'll tell you what really kind of, this should hit home on every person in here. If the Muslims can pray five times a day, can the believers Born-again believers of the true and living God not pray three times a day? Can we not do that? I think we can. I think we can do that. We have to bring it to the forefront of our lives. We have to realize that there is a reasons to pray. And this country needs it and your families need it. But the most important reason is, is because God tells us to pray. No different than he tells us to forgive. No different than he tells us to bring our tithes to the storehouse. No different than he tells us to love, love our neighbor as we do ourselves. It's important to, for us to be obedient in prayer. So if Muslims can, can pray five times a day, I, I'm gonna, I declare right now that Rob Greenwalt can pray three times a day. Will anybody raise your hand with me on that? I can pray three times a day. I'm declaring that right now. I'll leave that up to you, whether you declare that or not. Jesus is our, is our great example, right? Absolutely. We're supposed to follow him in baptism. We're supposed to follow him in the way he loved people and treated people. He is the cornerstone of, for our example. He was and is the son of God, right? He had a direct connection to the throne of God. The direct connection. Matthew eleven twenty five. 25, it says, at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. And we'll go into that. It's talking about the Lord's prayer and we'll get into that later on in this series. Matthew 26, 36, Jesus told his disciples to sit here while I go and pray. So here's the very son of God seeing the need to pray. 
Verse 42, and Jesus left them a second time. Where do you think he went? He went to pray a second time. You know, there's, a, there's another scripture too. I, I've heard before that w- once we pray, we just pray one time and we're done praying. I don't think that's biblical. Jesus went and prayed again. And there's another time he, he, he prayed for healing. And uh, the blind man, the blind man, he asked the blind man, you know, how do you see? He said, I see people walking his trees. Prayed again. And he was healed. Never stopped praying. Never stopped praying. Mark 1.35, Jesus got up before daybreak. Woo! Hey, we're going to pass around a list. And everybody, that'll, if you'll sign this list, if you'll get up before daybreak, you'll get a prize. No. No, you won't. But you will get the blessings of God manifested in your life. Luke 3.21, after Jesus was baptized, he was praying and the heavens opened up. You know, I always thought, and I'd always heard, heard it preached, that when Jesus was baptized, that's the reason that heavens opened up and God poured out his glory. But I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about that because the scripture says after Jesus was baptized and he was praying, then the heavens opened up. You know what the scripture says about us? It says that if we'll bring our tithes and offerings to the storehouse, what does God say he'll do to the windows in heaven? He'll open them windows up. Luke 6, 12 says that Jesus went up into the mountains and he prayed all night long. I'm telling you today, if Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, needed to pray all night long, we need to pray five minutes, at least five minutes, three times a day. You know what I believe? I believe that the church is a sleeping giant, and we are leaving our most powerful weapon hanging on the rack. We don't get it down. We leave it up there, and we talk about it, and we know we all should do it, but we won't dare pick that mighty weapon up, and that mighty weapon is prayer. We won't do it. We're too busy. If we only had, you know what? We, I, I should come up with an app. You just know I'm pretty much a computer whiz, right? Who's got a phone? Who's got a phone? Come on, come on. Who's got a phone? There's one. If we only had an app that every time, now I have an iPhone. And if we had an app that every time I slid my finger across there, a prayer come up, and it would not let me pass that until until I read that prayer and prayed that prayer. Ooh. I wonder if we could do that. I just thought of that. Whoa. I mean, how long would it take? 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds? But look how many times we would pray a day. Oh, 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 oh. man, I might check on that. An app. <laughs> you know, we would, have, we would eat, one of two things would happen. We would see... The power of God manifested like never before, or we'd see more destroyed phones 
than ever before. I don't know which way it would go. <laughs> I hope we would see the power of God like never before. Matthew 26, 39, this is real important. Matthew 26, 39 says, talking about Jesus, he went a little farther and bowed his face to the ground praying. And he says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Now notice what he says next. This is really important. Yet, I want your will to be done and not mine. If Jesus, the Son of the living God, prayed that God's will would be manifested in him, how much more do we need to pray, God, I want your will to be manifested in me? How much more do we need that? That's a good reason to pray. So we've talked about our country. We've talked about praying for our family. And we talked about that God commands us to pray and that Jesus is our great example. And the most important of all is that Jesus is our great example. Can you agree with me on that? Amen. Stand with me, please. Stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Come ahead, praise team. Bow your heads, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you this day, and we praise you, Lord, for the manifestation of your will. We thank you, Father, for the, the things that we've seen take place in, in the days past. We thank you, Father, for the blessings the camps have been here at Orchardville Church and the young people's lives that have been touched through those camps and through your presence. Father, I pray for the older ones, Father, that have had a touch from you and they're seeking you, Father, for direction for their lives, Father. And Father, I just pray, Father, that you'll give them that direction. And they won't grow weary in seeking you, but they'll continue to seek you all the days of their life. Father, I praise you and I worship you, Father. And Father, we just right now, and I want you to join with me. I'll pray, but I hope I, I ask you to consent in your mind and in your spirit with what I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for our country. I'm going to pray for our family. Heavenly Father, I do lift up this great nation to you. And I do lift up the President of the United States to you and the senators and congressmen and the representatives. I lift them up to you, O oh Lord. Father, I just pray, Father, that you'll put a burden upon their heart that they may look to you for guidance just like Jehoshaphat did. And the judges in this great nation that they'll look to you for guidance. They'll look for you for fairness, that they won't see color, but they'll see your truths and your laws that you have written and established. Father, we thank you, Father, for being, a, being the main figure in this nation that we live. And Father, we don't want that to change. We pray that you will be the main frame, the, the, uh, the cornerstone of this nation until eternity comes. Father, we pray for our families. Father, I pray for my daughter and my grandson and my son-in-law. And I pray for Ori and Christina and my mom and dad and my sisters and my 
brother-in-law, my nephews, my nieces, my great nieces. Father, I pray for all the Mayberry family. Father, I just lift up all the all the employees at the at Wayne City Auto Parts. I just pray your blessings upon them that they might see a need to serve you. That they'll see that you are the Alpha and the Omega and that no one can come to the Father except through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that they'll see that, Lord. Father, I pray it for them and their families. Father, I pray for everybody here at Orchardville Church. They'll walk in a manner that's worthy of you. That they'll live upright. They'll live upright before you and they'll walk with an integrity and they'll walk in love. Thank you, Lord. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to come. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to do that, I want you to come with everybody else. And when you get up here, I want you to talk to one of us, and we'll lead you in that prayer. If you prayed with me a while ago, I want you to come up and, and, and let us know that. But for everyone else, I want, you to, I want you to come. And there won't be room for everybody, but, but there's, we got a lot of room here. I want you to do three things. I want you to pray for your country, just however you know how. It don't have to be eloquent. It don't have to be none of that. The important thing is, what, is your heart. Pray for your country. Pray for your family. And then pray that God's will will be manifested in your life. Will you do that for me? Go ahead and come. Come on. Everywhere. Come ahead. Come ahead. You know, God can't change things in your life if you, if you don't do things. Oh, if we can just humble ourselves. If we can just get out of our own minds and into his mind and into his, the power of the Holy Spirit and just let him take control of our lives and our minds, I'll tell you what, this country would be different. Oh, Heavenly Father, we worship you. We praise you, O oh Lord. Oh, Father, we just lift up this nation to you, Father. Father, I just pray, Father, whoever the next president of the United States will be, they will be a person that is chosen of you that they, they will be the one that you have ordained for this country in this time for this election. Oh, Father, touch this nation. Father, I pray your blessings upon the school teachers. Father, as they prepare to go back for school, I pray for them strength. I pray for them patience. I pray for them for the courage to stand up for the biblical principles that they believe in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for our families. I pray for the families. Father, right now, I lift up every dad that's here, every husband that's here. I pray for them. And I pray, O Lord, that they will seek you. I pray that they're hearts will be turned toward you and before they make a decision that infects every member of their family that they'll seek you before they do that before they turn and go a certain way 
that they'll seek you. Father, I pray for every mother. Oh, Lord, bless them, Lord. Strengthen them, oh, Lord. Father, we know that they have probably the most difficult job in the world. And, Father, I just pray, Father, that they will seek you for their strength, that they won't grow weary, but they'll seek you for strength and power and courage. And lastly, Father, I pray for the children. Father, protect them, Father. Protect their little ears. Protect those little eyes, Father. Block that filth that tries to enter through into them. Block it, Lord. Block it, Lord. Don't let it register. Watch over them and protect them. Father, we pray. Angels around them. Angels around them. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, I pray that your will will be done in my life. I pray, Father, that I will walk in a manner worthy of you. I pray, Father, that I'll never bring disgrace to you, Father. Protect me, Lord, and guard me, Lord, and keep my heart right toward you. Father, I just love you, and I want to stay right with you. I realize that I can do nothing on my own, but it's through your power and your strength and your anointing. Only through that can great things be done. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618 835 2677.